Is it true that Donald Trump is the only man who can save America? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Uh, All right. Are you ready? You're ready to take a dive with me into the controversial issues, into things that right now are dividing believers or dividing families, to talk about forbidden subjects that you couldn't bring up over Thanksgiving for fear of getting into an argument on a family day. We're going to dive in, but we're going to do our best to honor the Lord and respect one another in the midst of our differences. Is that fair enough? I was, I was speaking recently to a black Christian leader. I, I mentioned this oh, a few weeks back. Uh, he's he's in, the, in the world of sports and a commentator and things like that. A uh, solid Christian brother. And he was saying, you know, in his circles among his black Christian friends, he has to remind them that Biden is not the, the savior. And I said, and you probably have to remind them that Trump is not the Antichrist. He said, Exactly. I said, in my white evangelical circles, I have to remind people that Trump is not the Savior and that Biden is not the Antichrist. You say, but you're all believers. How can you have such different perspectives? Well, that's the thing we need to talk about and do our best to step back and say, God, what's your perspective? Welcome to The Line of Fire. This is Michael Brown, and truly, I'm absolutely delighted to spend this time with you. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving break, got some good family relaxation time on our end, but did a Thanksgiving night, uh, did a live stream on Facebook. I thought, hey, a lot of people sitting around, maybe nothing to do, family time, they're kind of chilling. So had a great time then and broadcast live Friday on YouTube and Facebook. And then I've been writing kind of day and night, so it's been restful but productive. And I'm going to reference a recent article. We'll go through it a little bit later. I wrote it yesterday, uh, which which says this. It's It's a reminder to my Christian brothers and sisters that we have only one Messiah. All right, so let me give a little background here. All right, <clears throat> then we're going to play some fascinating clips. I'm going to talk about prophecy. We're going to talk about the elections. We're going to have a good time today. All right, and please, please, if you are listening and you really differ with me or you think I'm off, you think I'm missing it, that's perfectly fine. Obviously, if we have fundamental differences, then I think you're wrong. So I have no problem with you thinking I'm wrong. If my position means I think you're wrong, of course we're going to disagree. That's not a problem. And we can still be part of the same family. And if we, we know the Lord, we can love each other and honor each other in the midst of differences. But what I'm appealing for is this. Please hear me, all right? I am not trying to play both ends against the middle. I'm not trying to make people happy. Look, by God's grace, I have a, a diverse constituency. I have charismatics, non-charismatics, anti-charismatics that are part of those that, that follow our ministry. I have Trump voters and Trump non-voters that follow our ministry. Different age groups, different ethnicities, different races. I, I consider the privilege and honor, but I'm trying to please the Lord. I'm not trying to tell you things so that one group will cheer me on and another group will groan. Follow? All right. So, quick, my history. 
during the Republican primaries in 2016, I strongly opposed Donald Trump. I warned against him. I had grave concerns about the kind of man he was. I said, if it comes to Trump versus Hillary, then I'll reevaluate. And when it was Trump versus Hillary, I said, okay, I'm rooting for him. I'm going to vote for him. I'm not formally endorsing anyone. I'm going to vote for him, but I have lots of concerns. All right. So I was wrong in not trusting his word. I was wrong in thinking that he would not fight for believers the way he has, that he would not fight for our freedoms the way he has, that he would remain strongly pro-life. I was wrong in my concerns. And I hope, as I wrote, I said, I hope I'm wrong in these concerns. I was right in my concerns that the type of person he is, his character, the way he operates could also be very destructive. So four years later, when it comes to 2020, I evaluate the candidates and, and because of my pro-life convictions and my beliefs about the dangerous way that the left is going and the Democrat Party leaching further left, leaning further left, I couldn't vote Democrat. But Trump exceeded my expectations in terms of keeping his word, moving the embassy in Jerusalem, standing against Islamic terror, just lots of things where he was excellent, excellent, kept his word, kept his door open to evangelicals, so many good things. And the concerns I had about the damage, those were very real. But I voted for him with more reluctance in 2016 and virtually no reluctance in 2020. But fully recognizing the collateral damage, fully recognizing the negative consequences of his pregnant, uh, pregnancy, presidency, uh, fully recognizing that, that with the good, there's harm. Like I've said from the start, consistently... As a Trump voter, so once I got behind him, I've said consistently that a wrecking ball is great for demolishing a, a, an old house that needs to be destroyed or an old building needs to be destroyed. It's not good for renovating a room. And yet that's who we have as our president. He can be a wrecking ball of a man while doing a lot of good. Now, I'm not trying to please both sides. In fact, I get both sides angry. I get the anti-Trumpers angry because I say positive things about him. I, I get the pro-Trumpers angry because I say negative things about him. I'm just trying to call balls and strikes. I'm just trying to be honest and objective before the Lord. Well, why are you criticizing now? Please hear, this is my concern. This is my great concern. It is the over-elevation of Trump. It is looking to him as if he alone can save America. It, 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 it is putting too much trust in a man to the point that if he tells you to question every Republican out there and question the Department of Justice and question the FBI and question that basically many of his followers, including Christians, will believe him and distrust everybody else. That is dangerous. I know there's fake news. I've documented it, documented it for years. Go, going back to the early 90s with reporting on Israel, I've documented these things. I, I recognize the phenomenon. And I have been warning about the radical left for years and years before many Americans knew what the initials GLBT stood for. I was writing books, warning about where an agenda was going. All right. We've talked about the dangers, not of the concept that Black Lives Matter. They do matter. But where the BLM movement and Antifa and these others are going, I've said publicly on national television for me, voting, it's mobocracy versus Trump or cancel culture versus Trump or socialism versus Trump. I've been very clear on that. At the same time, I've been sounding the alarm for years. If you'll go through my articles for the last four years in broadcast, you'll see 
I have steadily been saying the same thing. Do not look to him as any kind of savior figure. Do not look to him as the man that can save America or, or, or save the free world. It, it's mistaken. It's wrong. And it can even be idolatrous. And, and you say, it's not idolatrous. We don't think he's Jesus. I understand no one thinks he's Jesus. I understand no one thinks he died for our sins and rose from the dead. But when you look at him as God's anointed, raised up for this task, and if he doesn't get in, the world will fall apart, that's idolatrous. Now, I, I want to play a clip. Uh, guys, let's go to the John Voigt clip. So, respected actor in his early 80s, an outspoken conservative and Trump supporter. And uh, I want you to hear what John Voigt had to say. Now, this is not coming from a prophetic perspective, from a Christian perspective in terms of, I believe that these are biblical principles, and I, even though John Voigt may have conservative Christian principles, but he's just looking at it more from a political and social backdrop. Let's listen to what John Voigt had to say. We're heading down a street that has no name now. We must not allow our nation to crumble. This is what they want, to destroy America. Let me warn you all that we are in great danger if we fall under a Biden administration. Our state, California, is being ruled by a leftist mob. Himself, Governor Newsom, is taking away our freedom, your freedom. He's a disgrace to mankind, he and his relative Nancy Pelosi, who has tried to bring President Trump down. Governor Newsom has destroyed many lives of people who depended on their businesses, and now he wants to shut down again. He is a lie, like all the left that are trying to destroy the USA. I ask all to fight this battle now, to get them all out. I've been attacked by my fellow peers saying I am preaching violence, when the truth is, they all are. The left are burning and destroying our cities. We are willing to fight for freedom, not freedom to burn down our flag, but to raise her up with the glory of this land of the free. But the left are trying to stop these truths. Let us bring justice. Let the truth show itself that President Trump is the only man that can save this nation. Let us fight this evil now. All right, so no that's, that's where I get concerned. That's where I say, oh, wait, hang on, hang on. I, I'm, I'm with John Voigt's warnings and concerns. California is a prime example. Absolutely, I get it. I get it. <laughs> if you don't think I get it, read my book, Jezebel's War with America. If you don't think I understand where our society could be heading. It came out last year, all right? If you don't think I understand that, read any of hundreds and hundreds of articles that I've written, broadcasts and messages. I get it. I get it. But it is dangerous and idolatrous to think that Donald Trump is the only man who can save America. I'm not even talking about, don't look to any man like that. We should only look to the Lord in that way. I'm talking about the idea that there's, there's not another leader in America. There's not another Christian in politics. There's not another conservative with enough backbone. There is not a man or a woman in America who can save the nation under Donald Trump. That's wrong. First, it's factually wrong. And second, it's dangerously wrong in terms of an attitude. Now, John Voigt is saying this as a strong conservative, 
and, and wanting to, to push back and, and obviously thinking there's fraud in the elections, etc. If he said between Biden and Trump, obviously I voted for Trump, okay? That may upset some of you because of all of his faults, but I voted for him openly and without hesitation. And I've written even in recent weeks explaining once again why so many evangelicals feel a loyalty to Trump and finally feel someone's fighting for what's important and pushing back and standing up. I get it. I really do. My book, Evangelicals at the Crossroads, will we pass the Trump test? I heard from never Trumpers who read the book and said, I'm going to vote for Trump now after reading it. I get it. But friends, the moment I talk about we're putting too much trust in a man, you'll be shocked by the pushback I get. Oh, yeah. Shocked. Told I'm not even saved. Friends, something is wrong here. We'll be right back. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Let me me try to help sort out my motivation, all right? 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Michael Brown, welcome to The Line of Fire. All right. There are many who are still hanging on and believing that massive electoral fraud will be revealed, okay? Someone says it's completely crazy. Everyone knows it's not true. Others say everyone knows it is true, okay? If I say if, simply because we have not gotten a final resolution, I get attacked from both sides. How can you say if? How can you give any credence to it? How can you not embrace it? So, because I have not been able to analyze data firsthand for myself, which is what I need to do if I'm going to speak with any authority on an issue, all right, I don't have access to it. I'm, I'm not an expert in, in, in these subjects in terms of electoral fraud or how to analyze or so on. I see the evidence. I see the arguments. I see those dismissing it. I'm trusting that ultimately, if there is fraud with so much prayer for righteousness and, and with ultimately trusting that judges will do the right thing when presented with evidence, enough judges seeing it, that, that there'll be justice. Okay, that's what I trust. And if there has not been sufficient fraud to overturn an election, then that'll flush out. That'll be seen as well. That's my own view. All right. <clears throat> so I, I get hit from both sides. That's fine. That's fine. It's just that. Look, I'm a researcher. Okay. I'm a preacher and teacher, but I, I, I dig, I research, I study. I like to get the original sources, understand, find out. I don't have access to that in this situation. I, I read the same articles, see the same YouTube videos that you do. All right. So here's the thing. Let's say that you firmly believe that a Biden administration, not because Biden is the most evil man on the planet, but just the way that Democrats are going radically left, that you believe that that could really be dangerous for America, especially if the the two Georgia Senate seats go Democrat, then there'll be little to stop the, the onslaught. Okay, let's say you believe that. And I believe it's a real danger. And you still think it's so important, Trump, with all his flaws and lying and whatever and throwing people under the bus and so on. He's still the, the better man by far. Like we said, like a wedge in the door to stop the door from slamming totally and giving the church four more years of a respite to wake up and seek the face of God and give ourselves to the Great Commission. Okay, let's say you believe that. That was my philosophy in voting for Trump. So let's say you still hold to that today. And, and you say, well, then, Mike, why are you disheartening us? Why are you constantly giving these warnings about us putting too much trust in a man? 
why, why are you constantly sounding the alarm about it? It's because I know that if somehow by a miracle, it seems like take a miracle now, Trump is found to be the real winner of the election, that if we do not get this right, it's going to be disaster. If we do not stop looking to him the way we do and justifying him the way we do and do not pray even harder for his deeper transformation so the good he does will have less damage with it and that the church would not be known primarily as supporters of Donald Trump but more as followers of Jesus, if we don't get that right, then four more years of Donald Trump will not help us. So I'm saying maybe the biggest thing holding back a Trump re-election is the church looking to him too much? I'm trying to help, not hurt. When I do, I'm looked at as the enemy. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm going to give you some quotes in response to an article that I wrote, just reminding us that we have only one Messiah. But look, I, I heard a prayer meeting, an online prayer meeting, using Psalm 2, that the rulers of the world are rising up against the Lord and his anointed. It's the first application to the king like David, but it's a messianic psalm and applies to Jesus. The nations of the world rising up against the the Lord and his anointed, against the Lord and Jesus, God's son, his appointed king in Jerusalem who will rule over the nations. And that was prayed with application to Trump, God's anointed. That's dangerous, friends. Well, no one really thinks he's Jesus. We're not saying you think he's Jesus. But when you pray messianic psalms over Donald Trump, it's a big error. You may say, well, you don't have prophetic insight. Do I know the word? Do you think I know Scripture? Do you think I understand right application of Scripture? All right, so let's just see what we're looking at from a prophetic perspective. And they're going to dig into issues, how we sort this out. Take your calls as well, 866-34-TRUTH. I've never met Pastor Greg Locke. He's got a, a good-sized church, I believe, and a large social media following. His Facebook videos are, are viewed multiplied millions of times. He'd probably joyfully only uh, the title of Redneck. Uh, that's who he is. Uh, he has a, a chapter in a book I contributed to as well for Jeff Durbin, but I don't, I don't know Pastor Locke personally. But this is a video he put out. Now, he prefaces it by saying, it's just my opinion. I'm just giving you my opinion because he doesn't want Facebook to shadow ban or whatever. So he's having fun with that. But then he says, hey, I'm, I'm telling you this 100%. Let's, let's listen to what he has to say first about the nature of Trump's victory. Now about that, it's a very strong opinion, and I think it's at 100% accurate opinion, but I want you to listen to me. People are freaking out. What are we going to do? Joe Biden has won the presidency because CNN and AP News and Fox News said so. They called it too quick. Let me tell you what Fox News can call. They can call the fact that they've lost all their viewers because they've become CNN with no viewership whatsoever. Thank God for American News Network. Thank God for Newsmax. Okay, Fox days are done. I never thought I would see the day that I would openly say that Fox News is trash, but it's 2020, so there's that. Now, listen to me very, very closely. Donald J. Trump the President of the United States will 100% remain the President of the United States for another term, ladies and gentlemen. He has single-handedly won the greatest landslide victory in the history of this nation. Joe Biden claims that he has the biggest landslide victory, when in actuality, when all of this is totaled up, here's what you're going to find out, okay? Here's what you're going to find out. Joe Biden lost by the biggest landslide lose in the history of our nation. So um, Pastor Locke obviously speaks in with 
some degree of, of hyperbole, right? You know, that Fox has no viewers, et cetera. So obviously we know what he's saying. I, I, I love the personality, the passion behind this. When he says that when, when everything's counted, Trump will have won the biggest landslide in electoral history, uh, I, I still don't get that point. In, in other words, if fraud was proven, d- demonstrably proven, to overturn the results in Pennsylvania and Georgia and Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, that there are going to be overturning of all these states. And even if, if many votes were taken away from Biden given to Trump, it still will nowhere nearly be the biggest electoral victory. Uh, going through some of the data on that, I mean, it wouldn't be even near the top 10. And then even with popular vote, it, it wouldn't get near that. But, but either way, either way, that's, that's really secondary. That's just how passionately Pastor Locke sees things. He is speaking along with many other respected men and women of God, respected Christian leaders, people with solid track records. He's saying loudly and plainly, this is just from a few days ago, what many others are saying. So let's put it out. He's putting it out. He's putting it out. All right. So here's a brother. I don't know him at all. All right. But here's a brother in the body putting this out. So I'm not playing this to make him look good or bad. Just to say, okay, he is saying what many others are saying. This is his clear prediction. I'm telling you, Donald Trump, with 100% accuracy, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, lest I get shadow banned or my page is completely taken away, has won single-handedly the presidency of the United States of America in the biggest landslide victory in the history of this nation. I'm telling you, I'm not worried. I'm not fretting. I don't have basketball-sized ulcers. I'm not going to lose one second sleep over any of it. Joe Biden didn't win. He's not the president. He will never be the president. And come January the 20th, I'm telling you, I'll be wing, bing, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner, referring back to this video. I can unashamedly and unapologetically tell you right here, sitting in this rental car, Joe Biden lost. He did not win. Okay. All right. So categorical. And those are excerpts from a longer video, which repeatedly say the same thing. So everything taken in context. All right. Now, some of you feel exactly the same way. God did not say that to me. God did not tell me who would win the election. All right. Therefore, I I cannot base anything on anybody else's word. Check out my latest article that deals in depth with the question of can we, quote, believe the prophets today and that if, if prophets say it, and he's just speaking as a pastor, servant of God, right? But if prophets say it and they agree together that we have to believe what the prophets say, no, there's, there's a wrong application. That is not a New Testament application. It's an Old Testament principle in a certain setting. It is not a New Testament principle. I lay out why as someone that has taught prophetic ministry since the 80s, as someone who has worked with prophetic leaders for years, been asked to mentor prophetic leaders, all right, I've... Uh, it is a misapplication, all right? But many of you feel that God told you the same thing, all right? You said, I heard the exact same thing he heard. I, okay, then it's going to happen. Then it's going to happen, correct? It's going to happen. Whether Mike Brown believes it or not, I don't know. I don't know because God didn't tell me what's going to happen, all right? And I can't base my life or my reputation on what somebody else said, nor can you base yours on what I'm telling you. All right. So if those words are true, it's going to happen, period. Bank on it. Like he said, you know, he's not even stressed in the least, not thinking twice about it. 
He's 100% sure that Joe Biden will not serve as president. Kamala Harris will not serve as president, meaning this next next administration. That it'll be Donald Trump come Inauguration Day. What is it? January 20th. It'll be Donald Trump. He's 100% sure. If God, in fact, spoke that, it's going to happen. Massive fraud will be uncovered and the courts will righteously decide in favor of Donald Trump. It's going to happen. And if not, there are no excuses to be made. Well, we didn't have enough faith. Nonsense. We didn't pray hard enough. Nonsense. Well, all the judges are corrupt. Nonsense. If it didn't happen, it's because God did not speak that. Oh, Trump may have been the better choice, but we get to choose as Americans who our president is going to be. So it's, it's out there. It's black and white. There's no ambiguity. Either it's going to happen or not. If it happens, wow. When no one believed it and it seemed impossible, these men held on to a word from God. Wow. If it didn't happen, they spoke falsely on behalf of God. Either or. That's it. That's it. We'll be right back. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire, 866-34-TRUTH. Again, I find it remarkable that when I raise concerns about us putting too much trust in a man, people get furious with me, tell me I'm not saved, tell me I'm working for the devil. Oh, oh yes, seriously, I'm... I'm a concern for me. I, I get lied about, attacked by the second. If I'm not getting lied about or attacked by somebody, I'm, I'm not doing something right. I'm concerned for others. I'm concerned over the state of the body. Uh, I, I'm going to play one more clip for you shortly. But I, I want to take you into an article that I wrote, all right? And it's, uh, it's up on the stream. It's elsewhere. Christian friends, remember there's only one Messiah, all right? And, and I start off by saying this, although millions of Christians zealously support Donald Trump, none of them think that Trump died for their sins and rose from the dead on the third day. In that sense, none of them confuse Trump with Jesus. At the same time, many Christians continue to exalt Trump in very unhealthy, even messianic ways. Under no circumstances can this be for our good or the good of the nation, let alone for Trump's good. And for those who still believe that the election results will be overturned, the quicker we get rid of these messianic expectations and attitudes, the better. In other words, if by some miracle Trump serves another term now, we, we better not look to him as some kind of messianic figure that alone can save America. Just today I heard a Christian leader apply Psalm 2 to Donald Trump. Yes, Psalm 2, a coronation psalm that ultimately applies to Jesus. It includes these famous verses in which the Messiah recounts the decree that the Lord made over him. You are my son today, I become your father. Ask of me, I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. This was applied to Trump in prayer. Uh, so it's not only a blatant misuse of the Bible, it's a dangerous misuse. Under no circumstances should we put such trust in a man. Well, he's God's anointed, just like Messiah is God's anointed, Jesus was God's anointed, and he's anointed for the moment. And we, that you, don't, you don't use Psalm 2. You don't use Psalm 2 to pray for the president. Um, and I ask the question, do you understand why I continue to shout from the rooftops that Trump is not our savior? Do you understand why I continue to be concerned about our idolatrous attachment to him? Go ahead and accuse me of virtue signaling. I'll, I'll keep on warning. 
Right now, tens of millions of Americans, including many Christian conservatives, are more likely to question Trump-appointed judges or Republican governors or the FBI or the Department of Justice or anyone in Trump's doghouse before they'll question a word that Trump says. Why? What power does he exert that makes him the only one whose words we can trust? And does he have such a perfect record of always telling the truth and nothing but the truth? These things concern me, not as a Trump basher, but as a Trump supporter. They concern me as someone who was also warned about the dangers of the radical left and is concerned about the real attack on our freedoms, as someone who believes that Trump can be a bulwark against the left and its threats. But I'm also concerned that four more years of Trump, either now or in 2024, will do tremendous harm if we look to him adoringly as the only man who can save the nation and protect the church, and if we overlook his failings. Okay, so you get an idea of what the article's about, right? I lay it out. I lay out my ongoing support for Trump, why I voted for him. If you go back to November 3rd, I'll vote for him once again, okay, versus Joe Biden and the other candidates. That's not the issue, all right? Nor am I saying that there's no fraud. I don't know. I've seen strong evidence for. I've seen strong refutation against. So pray, pray, pray. We should all pray. God, a righteous outcome to the election. Shouldn't we all, every American that knows God, shouldn't we all agree on that, regardless of who you voted for? God, we want a righteous outcome for the election. That's what we want. That's what we desire. That's our heart. We should all agree on that, correct? Shouldn't we? Okay. The, the one that Americans legally voted to have as our president should be our president. By all means, pray. Absolutely. Absolutely. But for writing that article, here, let me, let me read some of the responses here. Oh, let's see. Um, okay, how about this one? You're a loser that loves the attention. Attention whore is the term. And you know how to get your way with your audience. It's kind of fun watching you fishing for what you want and see you getting it. I hope you enjoy whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. So I'm a loser and an attention whore. Got it. That's for writing that article. Huh? Well, let's, let's keep going. How about this one? I don't think any serious Christian needs being reminded who Christ is. You are using leftist narrative, suggesting our support for the president equates worship. Are you a leftist, Dr. Brown? No, I'm saying that there is something that goes beyond support for the president that goes beyond healthy political support and becomes unhealthy devotion. And as a God-honoring, jealous-for-his-reputation person, jealous-for-the-reputation of the Lord, I will sound the alarm when I see this. So for doing that, I get asked if I'm a leftist. Do you, do you see what kind of thinking we're dealing with out here, friends? You see how dangerous things are becoming in the body? That's why I'm speaking out. Again, I'm reading these. I don't care about being attacked. Trust me. Ask our team. Ask anyone close. Ask my wife, Nancy. Ask my kids. Ask my grandkids. Ask anyone who's worked with me for decades. It's the way God wired me. The, the more attack, the, the, the more energy is, uh, energized I get to stand for truth. I'm reading this to say, what has happened to the body of Christ? What has happened to so many that when you say, hey, be careful, don't look to a man too much, vote for him, support him, but don't look to a man too much, you get attacked as being a leftist and an attention whore. What? Oh, oh, hang on. There's more. How about this? Time to let it go. We don't believe he's our Messiah. I've never heard anyone say that. 
Those are your words, and it's disappointing that you keep picking at this like a kid picked at a scab. I, I said no one is mistaking him for Jesus, but when you pray messianic psalms over the president, and when you say he's the only one who can save the free world, then you're putting too much trust in a man. And I won't let go of it as long as God keeps prompting me, and the need is here. You may not like me for it now, but you'll thank me for it later. Oh, another quote or two. How about this? You have caved to Jezebel's witchcraft, asked Dr. Brown. (laughs) So the author of the book, Jezebel's War with America. I have caved to Jezebel's witchcraft. It was a gentleman who said this. I'm not not putting people's names in because I don't want to embarrass them further publicly. All right? Buddy, buddy, Jezebel was an idol worshiper, a fanatical idol worshiper. And I am warning against idolatry in the church. So I said, hey, read the book, Jezebel's War with America. This same brother also accused me of supporting abortion and radical leftist agenda. Yeah, for warning against putting too much trust in Trump. How about this? Your book, Your Opinion. Sir, you claim to know Christ and do his work, but you're nothing but a manipulator and a purveyor of witchcraft. I mean, this is sick stuff. God have mercy on this, brother. This is sick stuff. You should repent and come out of covenant with the Absalom spirit. James 3, 1, not many of you should become teachers by fellow believers because you know you who teach will be judged more strictly. <laughs> Buddy, you better watch your, your comments on social media because you're going to have to give account for every word. Yeah, I'll, I'll give more account as a teacher in the body one of the hats that I wear as a teacher in the body, but you'll give account for every word. Father, from the heart, I forgive him for his comments and others who made ridiculous comments. But this, this is dangerous. This is why. Now do you understand why I'm saying the things that I'm saying? A couple more quotes, then we're going to go to your, your calls. You're missing the whole point and should not be speaking against the prophets of God. Shame on you for siding with the globalist New World Order. Hang on. How am I speaking against the prophets? Did the prophets say that we should worship Trump in an idolatrous way? Did the prophets say that we should pray Messianic Psalms over Trump? Well, if any of them said that, then yeah, I'm opposing them. (laughs) These are friends of mine, colleagues of mine. God may have spoken to them that Trump will be reelected. He didn't speak that to me. How am I siding with the globalist New World Order? I mean, do you, do you see how people are not even thinking rationally? I'm thinking, what happened to you? You used to be a rational person. You used to be someone we could have a conversation with and, and, and interact and have differences, but not now. No, don't dare speak against the anointed of God, Donald J. Trump. Is it speaking against him to remind us not to put messianic trust in him? Is it speaking against him to remind us that he's just a man? And he's one of many people that God can raise up and use. Is it speaking against him to say with the good he's done, there's collateral damage? <clears throat> oh, how about this one? One more, one more. You ready? Dr. Brown, you are a destruction to the body of Christ. You might use such titles to increase your views, but nevertheless, you're also bringing a destruction to your ministry. God cannot be mocked. You cannot keep on mocking billions of Christians, praying according to 1 Timothy 2. So, First, it's billions of, there may be two billion Christians in the world, but billions of Christians praying according to 1 Timothy 2, 
Right, I'm agreeing with that prayer, 1 Timothy 2. We pray for our leaders to be saved so we can live peaceful, godly lives in all godliness and honesty. You cannot keep on mocking billions of Christians praying according to 1 Timothy 2 and expect to get away with it. You obviously have this hate for Donald J. Trump that you need to settle with God. Satan is disturbed and so are you. My friend, this is another brother. May the Lord help you to get a grip on yourself and to, to get a grip on truth and to get a grip on reality. It is not hatred for the president when I say he is a flawed human being. It is not hatred for the president to say, I voted for him, I support him, he exceeded my expectations, that's why I voted for him without hesitation just a few weeks ago. It is not hatred to say, do not look to him as the savior of America. Do not look to him as the only one who can deliver us from the the attack of the left. Be careful not to put too much trust in him as God's anointed. That's not hatred. That's love. Say, Mike, you're worked up. I'm grieved over the nonsense in the body of Christ. I am grieved when people read my article. They probably don't even read it. And then post, you need Jesus. You need to get saved. That grieves me. When they start their comments as Christians with shut up, that grieves me. For them, for the body of Christ that I've served for almost 50 years, it grieves me. And then you have all these other Christians who love Jesus and couldn't vote for Trump, and they're looking to think, what has happened to these people? What has happened? I'm not grieved for me. Let me say it again. This is nothing. I mean, this is not at least not death wishes, which we get all the time, okay? This is nothing. This grieves me for the state of the body. You better believe I'm going to keep speaking. You better believe I'm going to keep raising my voice. You better believe I'm not going away on this, especially if Trump is either miraculously reelected now or gets four more years in 2024. You better believe I'll be shouting from the rooftops, do not put your trust in a man. Vote your conscience. Fight for an agenda you believe is good. Do not put this kind of trust in a man. It's wrong and it's destructive. Now I'll smile. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know, it's interesting that generally speaking in the Bible, that when all the prophets agree they're wrong, and it's the one going against them that's right. It's just kind of an interesting phenomenon, you know, that when you go through Israel's history, that's because they were so often false prophets on the wrong side. Now you've got people who love the Lord, friends of mine, people that that are God-fearing, people who've who've heard the voice of the Lord many times and seen amazing things, all believing the same thing with Trump being reelected. So either those words are going to prove true or they're not. And if you say, no, 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 but maybe they're saying now, but it's actually going to be 2024. Well, then all the more do not base decisions on those words because they see through a glass darkly. All right, let's go to the phones. Thanks for your patience in holding a cord in Springfield, Missouri. Welcome to the broadcast. Yes, Dr. Brown, I really appreciate you greatly. You've Thank you, sir. For me. Um, I've got a very important question for you, and it has to do with First Thessalonians 5.20 and 21 maybe even 23 or 22. And the, the question before I want to say, before I go on, I wanted to tell you, you've been a great resource for me. And 
a lot of different topics, and I really appreciate you. Um, appreciate that. One of the things that I also am deeply grieved by is what I see in the Church, the same thing that you are seeing. And I'm also a charismatic. I, that means that I believe in prophecy for today, that it's not exclusive to the Old Testament, but it is in the Church for today. However, prophets can be wrong. There can be false prophecy, um, just as there can be true prophecy. And what I've seen in even the ecclesia that we have here, uh, wonderful, wonderful brothers in the Lord, just on fire for the Lord Jesus, love the Lord Jesus. And through our prayer meeting network here in the community, we've really grown a lot in the Lord. But with Trump, a lot of these wonderful, wonderful things that the Lord put into our ecclesia, um, dying to self, being ready for persecution, um, being bold, rising up, um, being silent no longer, taking a stand. All these things were wonderful things, but I believe they got perverted with Trump. Um, and so people feel on fire for Jesus. They feel like being bold is great, um, which it is. Yeah. But then it's boldness for Trump. Got so it. The question I have yeah. is, and there's a lot I could ask you about that, but to, to make it concise, First Thessalonians 5.20, much of this in the charismatic movement, you and I are in, and why there's so much opposition to you and people such as myself, is that, you know, that we are despising prophecy. Right, and so, I do so, the quite, that, yeah, so, so let, let's sort yeah, this ahead. out then, yeah, and, and let me dive, dive in just to, to, to focus on the point, and I, I appreciate the, the comments. Um, number one, we are told, First Thessalonians 5, prophecy is going to continue. In other words, nowhere does Paul say in any of his letters. Now, by the way, I'm telling you that uh, you, you will stop this practice at a certain point. 1 Corinthians 13, terribly misused in that regard. So he tells us several things. Don't put out the Spirit's fire, right? Don't despise prophecy. So obviously there's something in the nature of prophecy people could despise. Don't despise prophecy. Test everything. Hold fast to that which is good. First principle, prophets do not lead the church. Prophetic voices are part of the body, part of leadership teams, but they do not lead the church. So the words are spoken, then they are to be evaluated by others. Test everything, hold fast to the good. Now, how does that work out when you have so many prophets, the leading charismatic prophets, all saying Trump would be reelected, none saying Biden would be elected, all saying it would happen, and, and, and not that it would happen, but it would be stolen by fraud, that it would happen. In fact, I have a clip now, I'm, I don't know, I'll be able to get to it, but with one prophetic leader after another, CBN put this out, ended with Pat Robertson saying unequivocally without any possible question, Trump will absolutely win. What if it doesn't happen? What if, in fact, January 20th, Joe Biden is inaugurated as our next president? I'm already talking with senior leaders in the body that we must gather together with key prophetic voices, with other leaders, in charismatic world and even non-charismatic world, to sit down together and to sort this out. Because obviously the words were wrong, period, period. There's no equivocation. They were wrong. Well, we didn't pray enough. We didn't believe it. Well, any prophet could use that as an excuse. You know, the Lord showed me that you're going to be miraculously healed tomorrow at this time and nothing happens. Well, you didn't have enough faith. That's what. Well, then put that condition out. Then, then lay all that out first. So that's... Uh, 
we'd have to say it unequivocally, and then there'd have to be, number one, a real reexamination of the role of prophetic ministry within the church. Number two, a formal apology written to the church as a whole and to, and to America that's been watching this. And then thirdly, uh, real contrition to understand why this happened and, and how. Now, let's say the words prove true. Let's say, amazingly, they prove true. I, I'm not saying they're not true. I'm saying God just never spoke to me personally about it either way, all right? If they are true, amazing, wonderful, but we still need to process how we do things be, because things are out of order right now as if prophetic words lead the church, and that's not the way that we handle it. But either way, we still recognize prophetic ministry is real and beautiful. We just have to put it in its proper place. Hey, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Fred in Richmond, Virginia. Thanks for calling the line of fire. Hi, Dr. Brown. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, real quick, uh, I just want to say I support you completely, and I'd probably be disappointed if you had any other view than what you're sharing. Uh, and um, along with that, uh, you know? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, along with that, you know, I've asked people, I said, uh, if, you, if your child grew up uh, looking at uh, our president, which I support him, but yet as a role model, would you want your child to grow up to be like him? You know, and I certainly would not. Uh, and, right, so, uh, so in, other, in other words, yeah, in, in other words, sir, that you see that he, he can do good, that's why you voted for him and support him, but there are other aspects that you feel are, can have a negative impact. To say that is, is not an ugly thing or, or a hateful thing, Fred. It's, it's not, hey, I, I appreciate the good word and that you'd expect me to do what I'm doing. By the way, Daniel, to answer your comment on Facebook, why do I draw attention to the extreme attacks? Uh, number one, because they, we get them all the time when we address issues like this, and they are quite representative. You say, why don't I draw attention to those that agree we shouldn't use Messianic Psalms? Because you agree. Because that's what my article is about. We agree. But you'll see that the overwhelming majority of comments take issue with the whole point I'm trying to bring and misunderstand the reason for it. And then the extreme ones get a lot of support. Some we have to delete just because they're too ugly. And we do, I, don't, I don't care if they're against me, but we don't want to have a forum where we allow for that. In other words, that we provide a forum where people can, can speak to one another in terms like this that's that's inappropriate um but i'm drawing attention to these extremes because they're very present they're very relevant yeah my concern about the great reset yeah i know all about that i've been reading about it it's shocking would, would trump do a better job against it than biden yeah absolutely sure thing it's another reason i'd vote for him but it's got nothing to do with putting idolatrous trust in a man and it turns a blind eye to the damage that's done and if if we don't get this right friends it's danger uh, all right, let's go back to our friend Big Mo in Raleigh. How you doing, man? Hello, Dr. Brown. Good to hear your voice. And I just want to say how happy I am with the way you try and navigate this very difficult subject. But I got a couple things I want to say. First of all, God doesn't need Trump or Biden to accomplish his purpose. Number two, I think we've co-mingled these politics with the gospel. And right now the gospel is running second, mm. second place. Thirdly, I would say, I got one other thing after this. We have four choices when you go in that voting booth. Democrat, Republican, 
third candidate, or a write-in. Now, here's the standard I use to not vote for Donald Trump. I use, by the way, he lost the election both times. By the, pe- the people have rejected him twice. Uh, okay, over in Proverbs 6, God sing aloud. He hates all sin, but he sing aloud. I hate an arrogant pride person. I hate a lying tongue. I hate one who stirs up discord. I hate one who runs the mischief. And, and Trump is running the biggest mischief right now by telling this lie that so far he's about zero for 25. I can't, a person like that I couldn't trust with my business. I don't want to leave my family with those kinds of attitudes. I don't want somebody running my church that way. And I don't want my daughter marrying somebody with those. Those are enough for me. I know the good that it did, but we're going to lose this whole thing we call this experience of democracy if we run with Trump again. God does not like ugly, and he's got a lot of it going. You know, we've risen to a cult almost. Mm. This is a cult that he'll tell you, number one, here's the first warning to the church. I'll shoot anybody won't lose it. Oh, fine, go ahead. We'll go. The next one, the next standard, when you find yourself in bed with skinheads, KKK, anti-Jewish people, you might want to take a look at that and say, what are we doing? Hey, let so me those just. Are my thoughts. I appreciate you. I appreciate it. A very tough subject. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. Um, I, I got to run. That's why I jumped in. The degree that we're mixing gospel with politics, friends, it's more intense than you realize. And please, can you have respect for my brother, who points to things God hates in Proverbs six? Your God hates shedding of innocent blood, but He hates lying tongues and arrogance and pride. They're all destructive. That's why we try to draw attention to them. And I know, look, all kinds of people can associate with you. KKK on one side, militant Black Panthers on the other. But please hear the concerns that are being raised by God-fearing people. In my case, as someone who voted for Trump, big most someone who did. God bless you, my friends.